Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Welcome to the Daily DLP. I'm your host, Ash Thompson. Today would normally be around the division, and tomorrow a deeper dive into the game stats, but because the Packers are playing Monday night, I can't do that. These are taped the day before. I'm not getting up at 5 a.m. to semi-coherently talk to a mic praying that something I say makes some sense to anyone that's not me. That's Gray's job. My people, let's take a look at some things we need to be thankful for on this Canadian Thanksgiving. Yes, that's a thing. Yes, I will be recycling this bit again next month. The first thing Lions fans need to be thankful for was regarded when they received it kind of the way that the Christmas gift of socks is usually received from your grandma. You unwrap it and you're like, I don't want this. What the hell is going on? Did I just get punked? At least when you're younger. When you're older, you tend to appreciate it a little more. But <laughs> that's basically how most of Lions fandom reacted when the trade went down. And to be fair, he was coming off two consecutive bad years and had been dragged through the mud by his former coach basically since the day that it leaked that he had texted some things that were complimentary about Sean McVay's girlfriend at the time, now wife. Google that. I'm not making it up. In fact, we have shirts in the store referencing that text message in question. See how I work that in there? Follow links. Buy things. You can get them below. Anyway, after two seasons of watching people talk about how the Lions couldn't win with a pocket passer, four and one, that modern offenses needed mobile quarterbacks to be effective. Did you know Brock Purdy's 40 time was exactly the same as Jared Goff's? Hmm. Maybe you don't have to sprint to be a good quarterback. Anyway, I mean, like it's not like Kyle Shanahan's known as an offensive innovator in the league or anything like that, is he? Not at all. But anyway, let's just get back to Goff. Let's stick to the topic. I'm, I'm meandering a little here. Current pace, 4,301 yards, 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. I'm looking for seasons where our last quarterback put up a 3-to-1 TD-to-INT ratio. It only really happened when he got hurt after eight games. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's just not a thing we've ever really seen happening in Detroit. Like, if Goff holds this pace, it will be the best quarterback season that any quarterback in Detroit has had since 2011. And there's not really a statistical argument against what I just said. And that's only if you're cool with the 16 picks that came along with Stafford's 41 touchdowns in 2011. Now, like I am for the record, I'm just saying there's an argument that this might be better than that. I just don't think it's a particularly good argument that, all those extra points from those touchdowns matter, but Stafford also wasn't having 
all of his red zone stuff poached by running backs like Goff is now for the most part. Uh, all of that's from a guy who was rejected like a faulty part from a vehicle thrown in on a trade like the players in the Wayne Gretzky trade to the Los Angeles Kings in the 80s. For those of you playing the DLP daily drinking game, that is, if you're doing it this early, like, slow up, bro, you might have a problem. But if you're playing that game, old sports reference for MASH, it's not Jaeger, it's a shot of diplomatical rum. Goff has, basically, he's put up numbers like this before. And when he did the Rams, went to a Super Bowl. Like, he has the highest passer rating of his career right now. He has the highest QBR. He has the highest success rate. And I have to ask, does the Panthers' loss get an asterisk because they were playing a team that was missing half of its planned starting secondary at the beginning of the year, didn't have their right guard, and were missing one of the best receivers on planet Earth? No? No asterisk there? Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. It's just an L. I say this a lot. Good teams win anyway. If the Lions weren't good, the Chiefs would have won in week one, despite their issues. But the Lions are good. So what's another thing we need to be thankful for? Well, most of the pre-draft rankings said that the Lions should have drafted Darnell Washington with that pick that they used for Sam Laporta. This is why, if you're having a conversation with me about draft stuff and you say that the pre-draft rankings of Site X are your argument for why somebody in someone else's mock draft going where they did is stupid. Um, that is a ridiculous argument and a terrible conversation to be having. But let's take a look at Darnell Washington so far. Four starts. That's pretty good. Put him on the field immediately. And like Kenny Pickett's not exactly the mad bomber. I mean, he's a bit of a check down Charlie, really. It's the sound of my dog drinking. Something they love to do when I'm trying to record these. Hopefully I can get it edited out. Thanks, Queso. Darnell Washington, four starts, three catches. Sam Laporta continues to amaze us with his current pace toward 85 catches, 982 yards, and 10 touchdowns as a rookie. Like, I'm pretty thankful that Brad Holmes doesn't give... Doesn't give a damn about your pre-draft rankings or mine or any projections about what was supposed to happen. How about you? You guys happy about that? Some of you aren't because I keep reading things like they should have stayed at six and taken Bijan. So let's talk about that. Do you really believe that? Like, do you think Gibbs and Laporta won't have more valuable than Bijan Robinson combined? Like, he's having an incredible season. He's on pace for 1,237 rushing yards and 496 receiving yards. Like, that's that's crazy. But, I mean, Gibbs is on pace for 600 rushing yards, 238 receiving yards. Last I checked, if you add those up, that's like, what are we looking at? Like, four or 500 more yards on the year? Like, sure, they might have drafted Laporta anyway, but then they don't draft Brian Branch. Because they don't have picks in that range. After, which they did after the trade back. Like, I just, I hate seeing the same people 
people would have lost their minds if the Lions had picked a running back at pick six, now saying that the four and one Lions would have been better off if they had done that. So I guess that I'm thankful for Brad Holmes finally being someone in the GM chair of the Detroit Lions who is actually smarter than the pundits who talk about what they do and does a better job. I've said before that Laporta wasn't my guy at the tight end spot at that pick. I was wrong. Awesome. (laughs) But my guy does have 12 and a half times as many receiving yards as Darnell Washington this far into their rookie season. And he's second among rookie tight ends, despite having been injured early against the Lions in week four and missing week five, most likely. I wanted Luke Musgrave, who I do think would also be having a very good year in the Ben Johnson offense, but we got what we got, and he's awesome. So I'm thankful that Brad Holmes makes better decisions than I would. Hell, I'm not sure that some of our GMs, despite having access to way more information than me, would have. This one does. You guys are going to get a ridiculous amount of off-season draft coverage, by the way. Like, if I have a thing, that's what it actually is. Like, right now you're getting the stuff I'm sort of a little bit familiar with and kind of like doing. But draft scouting? Woo! Boy. It's going to be a very nice draft miss this year indeed, friends. I'm thankful again, for Alex Anzalone. I couldn't believe he came back to Detroit for a second year at the salary that they paid him in 2022 because he did get better offers elsewhere. And just from a a basic career choice perspective, he probably should have taken him. But he chose to stay in Detroit, and he's the linebacker logging the most snaps on the team that has allowed the lowest rushing yard total in five games in 82 seasons. Like the Broncos gave up more in one game this year than the Lions have all year. Heck, last year the Lions gave up 320 in a single game. And this year they've given up 342 in five games. So like everyone keeps asking the question, like why is the run defense better this year compared to last year when we have quote unquote the same guys? The reason is we we really don't have the same guys. Getting Charles Harris back from injury. Romeo Okwara being one year further removed from his Achilles tear. And the guys that they drafted in the last couple years are all a year older, a year stronger, a year better. That is how the draft and development model is supposed to work in the NFL. Like Previous regimes have had to buy or trade their way to getting adequate starters. And this regime has just been a, a factory of player improvement effectively. Like a Lemon Hutch. Better than they were last year? Absolutely. Both of them 100% and both were like decent last year. Barnes, way better than he was last year. I don't know what he did this offseason, but I hope he does it again next offseason. Will Harris. Jerry Jacobs. And as a side note, Jerry, I would like to apologize to you for calling you Judy yesterday. We had just been having a wide receiver conversation in the Slack chat. And uh, the Broncos receivers came up a lot. A Slack chat you can join by becoming a Patreon supporter or helping us out on YouTube to the tune of $5 a month. And that's what I've got today on this weird day where there wasn't a whole bunch of things to talk about. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Woo! Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. Yes! <laughs>
You've had enough of that shit. 